So, so yeah, this is JB's Drama Podcast. I told you, Tom, I will be playing music from the movie that we're doing today. Okay. Jesus Christ. That came out loud. What's that? I came out real loud there. That's all. It was That's the it. voice of God. Oh. <laughs> no. Okay. And that movie would be what we're doing today would be, I would say, an iconic movie from the 80s. Batman and, 1989. And a movie that started a slow procession to Hollywood hell as well. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. I guess so. Um, well, let's let's wrap up. So last week we talked Willow, right? And uh, did you did we miss anything? I think the only thing that we missed last week was the uh, the um, the bigotry. The the what was it? They kept calling them the slur. Peck, 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 peck. Yeah, I like that honestly because it, it that was a little gritty. If you want grit, and it was real because people do that, okay. and I don't, I don't like anything that's not PC. It's honest. You, you can't you Tom, can't call people names. It's honest. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna call people name if I want to call someone a name. I wasn't. And he was calling someone a name. I'm not saying that you're. I'm just saying that I I like that aspect because it gave that universe that sort of some realism. reality. I think yeah. it did give a level of reality and that it, didn't exist without it. Right, and it didn't, and they didn't keep doing it. It was there. Oh, they then, kept doing it the whole fucking movie. Well, Val Kilmer didn't. Uh, I think as he became closer to Willow, he dropped it. But there, all the other characters. You had still some other ones, but even it. the general guy, the, the the good general, the with the red hair, uh, he stopped doing it too. It, it, it was as it went along, you, you didn't hear it as much. Well, but, I think that there was a level of respect that was built up for Willow. Right. And when you f- initially see him, you just you call him a peck because that's essentially you're just. Uh, it's the same as any other racial slur that you're going to use. You're 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 grouping everybody together by some kind of characteristic that they couldn't control in the fucking first place. Yep. Uh, but you know, once you get to know somebody, you either generally continue to do it because it's a joke between the two of you, mm-hmm. or you just cease doing it because there is no generality. You now have a personal one-on-one relationship with somebody. Right. And so, that, and that part is is also uh, a separate journey that they that everyone went on in the movie. Which I, I, I think I you're right. It. I think you're absolutely correct. And, and I, I, I did enjoy that part of it. That was one piece that we didn't discuss. I mean, I know it's not PC, but it was a P it, you know, at the time, I think it was kind of a more of a PC thing for the time because they showed, even though it wasn't apparent unless you paid attention, they showed that everybody gained respect for Willow mm-hmm. and that, you know, it, he built as a character as well as anything else. So anyway, let's get fucking, let's do Batman. Because Batman, as you said, you say it's the beginning of the end of Hollywood. Yes, uh, I, I firmly agree with that. It is, the, it is the beginning of the end of Hollywood. And, and I can't argue that. At the same time, I believe, my personal belief is that it is the beginning of all of real comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first real comic it book is. movie. It is. The, it is the first real comic book movie. Everything that came before this, I mean, some people will say Richard Donner's Superman was the first real one. I don't agree. Especially as campy as that was, and it just got campier with each sequel. Yeah. Um, was- you know, you look at anything that Marvel did in the 80s, it was all shit. 
Uh, I don't even think they had a decent one until Spider Man. I mean, that I think that's really the first real big Marvel. Uh, yeah, yeah movie. most of those, most of those comic movies, and even even the TV shows were even as as serious as the Incredible Hulk was. Mm-hmm. They still had some campy elements. Yes, and it, it was almost like the you know people in Hollywood were like ah, comics. They're just for fun, and they're for kids. Yeah. We're just going to be stupid. And then in, in, in 89, they were like, well, what if we're serious ones? Let's try it. And it, and, went, and, and it went nuts. It went nuts, and plus they signed a director up that could pull it off. Oh, yeah. Burton killed this fucking movie, Fucking dude. dominated it. I, I mean, because not because he went... I, I mean, I know there's a grit to it. I, I, I understand that. But it wasn't because of the grittiness. It was because of the dark humor mm-hmm. that he interjected because if you watch Tim Burton films most of them are fulfilling films that have a message in the end but there's a lot of dark comedy built into it. Yes, absolutely. And that's what did it for me. It hit me in 1989 I was what 14. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have had first off Batman's always been my favorite. He, mm-hmm. he he's my favorite comic book character. He's always been my favorite. Uh you could not have hit the mark better than you did with this movie. Oh, I mean, the, y- yes. This. I, this, this, this to me, you know, and, 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 and let's say, okay, so when this date, this came out, uh, June 23rd, 1989, okay? And the hype for this movie was unreal. It was, yes. I mean, well, you didn't know anything. <laughs> you, all you saw was darkness. Like, yep. it wasn't until after the movie came out that first weekend, then all of a sudden they had, like, Alfred doing the commercials yep. where he's calling Pizza Hut and yep. shit, and they went and got the fucking, <laughs> the Batmobile to, to pick it up and... All that kind of crazy shit. Before that, all you saw was darkness and like a little bit, like they gave you touches, but not right. much. Right. Even the fucking trailer, like it was mostly the music yes. and the just, uh, what the hell is this? What is going I on I need here? to know what the fuck this is. Yes. I had the hugest fucking 14-year-old boner to go see this yes. thing. So the day, you know, my mother actually took me up to, to Marley Station, which was our local theater at the time. Before and, it turned to a hole. And, yeah. Well, it's, it's gone now. It's, they're turning it into a... It, the mall's going away. Gold's is staying, and they're turning the rest of it into a... An apartment uh, complex? A, well, no. Um, it's like a medical building. It's like an oh, really? annex for the hospital. Oh, wow. Well, Not okay. that anybody fucking cares about this. So, anyway, um, the day that it came out, which was a Friday... They did a midnight showing the night before. Now, I'm fucking, like I said, I was 14. My mother takes me to the fucking movie to see a midnight showing of this. So it, it, that adds even more to it, for, in my opinion, because it's like the first time my parents let me go do something that was so out of the fucking ordinary. Yeah. So you have that. The first weekend that this comes out, I am not exaggerating, I saw it. I saw it that Thursday at the midnight showing. I saw it on Friday. I saw it on Saturday. Jeez. I saw it on Sunday. So the first weekend this fucking thing came out, I went four times. I was jazzed. I loved every fucking piece of this movie. The day it came out on VHS, I bought it. The day it came out on DVD, I bought it. Like, I love this fucking movie. This I- is the top of this, the, the building for me. When it comes to super superhero, I, I can relate. I um uh, the original Transformers the movie, the, the animated one that came yeah. out in '86. I bought that. Uh, I, I couldn't, so I, I made a copy of it on VHS because that was common to do. 
Then I lost legal, it. Legal, sir. Then I lost it. Then I bought, there were no copies. So we, my mom found two in Canada. This was later. I was in almost in college. He was 28. She found two in Canada. So I bought two VHS tapes that they had, we had it sent. And then I bought the DVD when it came out. I almost had the, basically, I had the movie memorized. Like I could just memorize everyone's line. And it was one of those movies that, uh, and I think partly for me, I didn't see it in theaters because uh, my, my parents weren't big right. moviegoers. So I saw it later. Mm-hmm. But still, it was one of those, like, I, I loved it. I loved the animation. I loved the music. And it was great. Uh, so I can totally relate on how you feel about something that makes you feel so, you know, so good. You want to see it every day. Now, now, I, I did want to say that this isn't the first movie that came out for a cheaper price on VHS, but this is one of the first movies where they realized that there was a market for people buying movies on VHS mm-hmm. versus renting them at a store. Because right. prior to that, you, you, what, what would really go on, the way it worked, for anybody who doesn't know, um, when VHS came out, you had the blockbusters, you had all that, but it, mostly you had the mom and pop shops. And those yeah. mom and pop shops would have to go out, they would have to buy a certain number of these, and they were expensive. Like generally, it was about $90 yeah. for a, a home release. Like a Neo Geo game. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, well, 100. Neo Geo was two hundred dollars for the game, and I don't even—I think it was six hundred dollars for the yep. Neo Geo. Mm. That's fucking ridiculous. And and honestly, you play those games now, and they're just not yeah. that R- good. Uh, <laughs> Ryan and I rented one once. Jeez, was I never—I ex- never had one. From, from, I looked at it at the uh, Carol's Electronic Boutique. Electronic Boutique at the fucking yes. mall had one. Yes. So I had seen it, and I was like, "Oh, this is the coolest fucking thing!" But yeah, never in my mind oh, did no, it no, cross no. to buy one. No, that it was would all, never happen. I mean, some of these things, you know, you could save up for, like a Genesis. Yeah, but not a no, no, because no, 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 the, no. the games itself priced you out two hundred bucks. I mean, your that's a system right a there. Console a console was hundred dollars. Yeah, yep. The original Nintendo was ninety nine bucks, and the there. games themselves were usually like twenty bucks. Yep, they were cheap. So there was no way you were buying a six hundred dollar machine. That was for rich people, you know. So anyway, mm-hmm. um. And like I said, you can get almost all of those Neo Geo games on Xbox right now. Yeah. They're not that great. They're okay. They're okay now. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> we'll go back to Batman now. Right. Back to Batman. So you're talking about the videos being $99? Yeah. Yeah. So they would have to buy. You could only buy so many because they how expensive they were. But you assumed that you would get your money back through renting them. So like a big movie like this. You might have a mom and pop shop actually buy twelve copies mm-hmm. of it, and that's a huge investment. Twelve hundred bucks, yeah. So you know, you know, but they're going to make their money back because it's it's going to you know. But the problem was was that they were finding that the aftermarket for these because once you buy twelve copies and they stop renting, you still want to you need one maybe two. Yeah. You don't need twelve copies, so no. you sold them off, and that was kind of the last piece where they would try to get the rest of their money out of mm-hmm. it. Um, the the bigger stores like the Walmarts, Best Buys, and, and everything else that was coming up at the time, because it was really kind of when Best Buy was coming around. Right. Uh, they were realizing that there was a huge market for this shit. So that's when they they got together with the the production companies and they were putting them out there. And they would, you know, first they were releasing them for like fifty dollars a pop, and then they came up with this pricing where it's like. Twenty dollars. That's the that's the sweet spot. Yep. You know, people will spend twenty dollars to buy one of these fucking movies. Yep. And the cost, yeah, the cost of the VHS. I mean, when did when did the VHS Betamax 
War End. Oh, that was uh, like 84, 85. So this I mean, was it was early. Yeah, yeah. But this was still new in people's houses. I mean, I remember the one I had, and my dad, that was his business. So we had a couple of these things that most people didn't. But it was a, it was a top loader. We had a camera we plugged into it. I mean, it was... But at this point, it was starting to get into people's houses where they had... Most people had one. Yeah. And then you could start selling the tapes to mm-hmm. them. So I think it all coincided. Well, yeah, and you also saw a huge upswing in the number of TVs that people had. I mean, yeah. yep. in yep. the 80s, 80s, they definitely had one big set for the house. Yes. It was very rare for you to have multiple sets in a house. It, one big set was it. You might have had an Emerson somewhere. TV brand, Emerson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we had we had at least two. I was waiting for the, the joke. Uh, right. Last week was the jokes. <sighs> the, uh, <laughs> well, we had one because the Commodore, <laughs> the Commodore 64 hooked up to a TV. It didn't have its own monitor. So you had to hook it up to a regular TV. So we had a 13-inch TV or something we hooked the Commodore up to. Yeah, I mean, just think about think about the reality of the 80s. I, I know we're going off on a diatribe here, and, and we'll get back to Batman in a second. But... How many of us sat there and watched soap operas because our mom watched soap operas? Mm-hmm. How many of us had to watch mm-hmm. Dallas on Friday oh. night because that was what your parents Falcons watched? Crest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, G- there was I watched one. Cheers. There was one fucking sure. TV. That's it, yeah, man. Yeah. You're, you're watching you what watching your parents with your family, watched. Yep. Every once in a while, they would give you your time. Yeah. Like I was allowed to watch the Dukes of Hazard yeah. before we watched Dallas. Yeah. You know, but. Generally, my bedtime it was, it was back then was a family nine. event. Yeah, yep. everything because there was one TV. Now kids are freaking going off on their phones, talking to some creepy guy down the street that they think is their friend. Yep, it's it's, it's amazing it's the, the access you have. <laughs> yeah, it's just Jim. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> Did you vote for Trump? <laughs> No, did, did you vote for Biden? You want to you piss your parents off. <laughs> anyway. So it, it, it's, it's a complete... Want to hear, we're hear a joke? <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Emerson. <laughs> Emerson, nice tits. No, it's like Emerson. Emerson who? Where's the end of that joke? <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> fell a little motherfucker. Sh- fell a little short on that. <laughs> <laughs> My boobs haven't come in. I'm only 14. <laughs> oh, well. <sighs> so anyway, yeah, this this was this was the movie where you really Hollywood really understood you can make money off a of fucking comic books. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Shit. And all you have to do is look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. So the first weekend, $40 million. $40 million. Okay, obviously number one for the week. It came out... Obviously. ...against the... the this is the movie that you have to feel bad for. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> oh, wow. Came out the same weekend Jeez. as Batman. Well, that and that did... That, that's... My kids love, love that, that movie. movie. Yeah, My exactly. kids love that movie. So, but if you look at look at the list, list, listen to this list of movies that was out that week: Ghostbusters Two, Wow, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Whoa, Dead Poet Society, Star Trek Five. That was one of the bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> Field of Dreams. Really, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, 
Roadhouse. Oh, shit. No Holds Bar. Roadhouse. Both of those in repository. No Holds Bar. Yeah, wait for it. Pet Cemetery, <laughs> also in the suppository. That, that fucking so, movie sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the movies that... Fuck it, that movie. Those are the movies that it came out, you know, were in the top ten that week. And this one blew it away. Blew, I mean, yeah. this movie made as much as all of those yes. movies combined. And those movies, a lot of those... I mean, it... Sometimes when we go over movies, we're like, hey, this is what came out the same week. And, and half of them were like, what? Well, I never heard any of those movies. Right. And then some week, boom, 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 boom. We've I mean, heard of each one of those. Every one of these movies is a big movie. Yeah. You and, can make an argument last right. Crusade is one of the best movies of all time. You can make that argument. Uh-huh. You can make the argument about Batman in a way. Um, so it also made $251.1 million being number one. For 1989, the mm. number one movie. Number one movie. This is the first time we've number actually one. did an an <laughs> number movie. one movie. Wow, I, I've I've said we should do them for the years, but this was the first time that we've actually done, I've a, done number a number one, one movie, movie for the year. Wow. And Hollywood, the people in charge of Hollywood, like their noses to a cocaine on a whore's ass, realized this was going to make money in the future. Yep, and then this is th- and this and really they screwed did up the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too much cocaine. <laughs> I I still say the second one was very good. Uh, some people will argue it's not. The second one was all right. I, 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 um, I'll watch it, but, but then it goes really downhill after fast. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing, this movie though, the poster is iconic. Yes, freaking iconic. We talk about you know iconic movie posters, Jaws, Back to the Future. You have to go with Batman as well. The cast is outstanding. Yes. Michael Keaton as Batman is fantastic. Yes. Jack Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson as Joker is a weird pick because you kind of think of Joker as a younger, like crazier person. But his performance is just phenomenal. Fantastic. One of my favorite Jokers of all time. Well, there's only so many. And and honestly, I think Joker is probably my favorite character. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have Jack Nicholson, you had, uh, who's doing it now? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. He's he doing, it. he's actually doing oh, a decent enough Joaquin job. Joaquin Phoenix did it. In Joaquin the Phoenix, uh, which he's a good actor. We've talked about him in the past. Of course, Heath Ledger's, you know. Heath Ledger's Joker has got to be the, you, you got to say it was the best. I mean, you can't really yeah. say he, it His wasn't. was the best. Okay, his was the and, best. And then Cesar Romano. Or R- Romano. Yeah. Romano. Romano. What, Romano's. I think it was Romero. 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 Thank you. I knew but it. That's who it Jack, didn't sound right. That's who Jack Nicholson based his off of because it was very, it was, it was more, it was more darker, but you still had that camp mm-hmm. element. Oh, yeah. His, his a outfit. Little bit. His outfit. But you and, have to have that for the Joker, I think. Well, I mean, the Heath Ledger's didn't. Oh, Heath Ledger's definitely had aspects Camp? of it. Oh, like sure. His he was he was he super was, fucking dark, but there was yeah. there was plenty of times where he went goofy mm-hmm. in his in his performance. Well, I guess I don't I don't count Camp and Goof quite the same. I guess you're yeah you're right. I agree with Tom. I, I th- you're I think right. Camp and Goof are different. Okay, but he he does go goofy, which you have to do with a Joker. Jared Leto has more camp in his performance than Heath Ledger did, um, but he's he's much more like disturbed. I think I think he takes more of the Heath Ledger approach than 
you know, Jack Nicholson and, and Cesar Romero. Romero? Yeah. Okay. I did, it's just, for some reason, I'm having a hard time with that name today. So anyway, um, Nicholson might have been one of the most highest paid actors of all time, mm-hmm. at least 1989, because he had a backside deal on this. Uh, he received a percentage of the gross Jeez. of the film. Uh, due to its massive back box office, he took home around $60 million. She's from that time period? In 1989, that's got to be one of the highest gross, Absolutely. the highest paid, paid act. actors. Yeah. Because you figure it wasn't, the reason they got rid of Michael Keaton in the third one was he won at $50 million. Mm-hmm. Or no, was it $50 million or $20 million? I don't know. It was, a lot it was of some, money. it was a ridiculously high amount of money. Because he saw Nicholson's paycheck. Like, and... You got to, and he's not even asking for that. Yeah. He's, you know, so it's just like, holy shit. You had Kim Basinger. <clears throat> Basinger in this movie, um, when she was, she's still very hot mm-hmm. at that point in time. Um, very hot, yeah. She, she had a lot of uh, bigger move, bigger roles right around that time. That's yeah. when she's probably the hottest in her career at that point. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, she's, attractive mm-hmm. but she's also in the hot spot of her career yes. at that point they, you know and that kind of she she didn't really back off again until um what was the uh, LA Confidential and after that she really kind of went down I love that movie all it's time. a good movie I'm saying but it, it, it would seem like her career kind of took a dive a little yeah. bit after that was that 94 yeah it was a, it was yeah. about four or five years after yeah. Batman that was a great movie she did a great job in that movie um Robert Wool. Robert Wool, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, is a comedian that most people had no idea who the fuck he was mm-hmm. at the time, um, and I think that the way that they used him as cosmic relief in this movie was ideal. Yes, I mean you yes. had you had a very dark comedy with the Joker. You had a light side comedy, and I don't want to say victimhood because it's it's, it's a horrible fucking phrase, but he was the guy that everybody picked on. He was the one that was the yes. conspiracy theory yes. guy. He's the fucking, uh, who, what's that asshole's name right now? Alex, um, Alex, uh, Berenson. What? Alex, oh, I thought you were the conspiracy guy. Conspiracy theory guy. Alex, uh, he's the, the one that lost. Alex all Jones. Of, Alex Jones. That's the one Sorry. I was looking for. I couldn't think of his last name. Sorry. Alex Jones. He was the Alex Jones. Right. You know, there's this crazy guy that, that, that's a half bat, half human, and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, you have the one I, idyllic scene where he's talking to the, uh, we've got this, this just came in, and they show the picture of the bat in a suit. Mm-hmm. And it, it's obviously signed by Bob Kane. Originally, that was supposed to be Bob Kane, but he got sick and wasn't able to make it. Um, but it, you know, Though everybody in the office, he was like the office joke, and yes. then he ended up being the one that was right all along. But it, it you know, sort of like Alex Jones. Yeah, you got a point there. You got yeah. a point. The frogs are gay. Everybody knows that now. Yes, especially that dead one out front. It's a gay fucking frog. I thought it was a bird out front. No, it was a it was a frog. Was it? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to tell because most of it was just guts. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was on his way to the Pride March. Oh well. <laughs> That's what he gets. Fucking uh, so. There's something we should know about your house. <laughs> yeah, they have a pride march every Sunday. Exactly. I'm here. Why aren't you never come? It's pink leotards. Yeah. I was told by Kamala Harris not to come. 
It's you. Well, you wear pink leotards. You cut out the middle of the fucking leotard and just hang your junk out of it. That's uh, the way it goes. Hang your junk. Hang your junk. So the mood that you, and and uh, is there anybody else that you want to point out? Oh uh, um, well, you have Billy D. Williams sorry, who played the original yeah. Harvey Dent. Yes. Uh, they were originally going to bring him back as Two Face, mm-hmm. um, but they decided to go with Tommy Lee Jones in the third movie. Mm-hmm. But by then, it was a different... It was a whole different thing. It was like, a whole different franchise. You, yeah. you had you had Schumacher, who just yeah, destroyed just, just fucking Batman. Obliterated, yes. Um, Destro- obliterated. Who, who was uh, Alfred? Because he was a good choice. Yes. Um, Alfred. Golf was his last name. Uh, uh, I, I Michael Golf. Golf, yeah. I looked it up and I forgot. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was in A Christmas Carol from 1984. There you go. Uh, he was one of the two characters that was in all Ooh. four... Of the Batman movies, yes, the original, the original. Yeah, there was only there was only two people. Um, it was him and Commissioner Gordon were the only two that were in all four of the, you know, original four, the eighty nine Batman some movies, movie, right? Yes. Yeah. It was Batman, Batman Returns, Returns Batman, Batman Forever, Forever and Batman, Batman and, and Robin. Robin. Yeah, Batman and Robin is, just is one the just... worst comic book movie since Fantastic Four nineteen eighty five. <laughs> Which is, you know, it, that was horrible. Or you can, what was the other one? The uh, uh, the one with um, Knight Rider, where he plays... Uh, David Hasselhoff? David Hasselhoff plays uh, the Sam Jackson role. Nick Fury. Nick Fury? Yeah, in, in like uh, 1986, 1987, somewhere around that. They there was a TV movie where he plays Nick Fury. It's fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really bad. So can, but so can we blame David Hasselhoff or Samuel Jackson getting that role? Like, hey, we're not doing that again. Let's yeah, that. no shit. Um, Jack Palance, who was in Young Guns, yeah, which Jack is Palance. in our suppository. Yeah, in suppository, great movie earlier this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a really good movie. Jerry Hall, who who was the up and coming model. So I think she dated Prince or something like that. She, yeah, she, I mean, I, I know I had it in here somewhere. I might have fucking deleted it. She was, Basically, she was married to uh, married to Mick Jagger at the time. Right, yeah. And then she was she ended up getting married to Rupert Murdoch in 2016. No shit. Wow. So she's got to be worth a pretty penny. Yes. <laughs> but she was a actress. I mean, she was, actress wasn't her primary. She was a model. A model. Yeah, she was a model. Um, Tracy Waters, uh, who played Bob, was a friend of Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. which is why he ended up getting the role. Um, That's been fun. Lee Lee Wallace, I did want to talk about him. Okay. Now he plays the mayor. Mm-hmm. He and the reason he got he plays the mayor of New York like multiple times because he looks just like Ed Koch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there is there is it is ridiculous. I actually thought it was Ed Koch until recently because mm-hmm. uh, I never really paid went back and looked at the who was in the movie. Um, I always thought it was really Ed Koch doing the role. That's how similar the two of them right. look. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. I mean, well, I had William Hawkins on here, and the only reason I put him on there was because he was also in Star Wars as Porkins, mm-hmm. which was in our repository. Repository. He was also All in three of them are. Indiana Jones and the Raider of the Lost Ark. He did Flash Gordon, Superman Four, and a River Run Story. But Indiana Jones and the Raider of the Lost Ark also in our repository. Repository. So yeah, I wanted to make sure we had them all out there, and of course. Billy D. Williams was in Star Wars as yes. well. Star Wars, uh, 
part five and episode five and episode six. Yep. And then he came back for, I think he came back for the last Skywalker, didn't he? I haven't seen the last. I I'm pretty sure he, he was in the last he, Skywalker. He, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, and then he did a lot of other nonsense, right. you know, like caravan of courage or whatever the fuck. Stupid shit. But, you know, this, this Batman, again, it started the genre. It was the, the, the ignition. It was the gunpowder that eventually blew up the gunpowder <laughs> factory. Well, I think that it it made made it known that you could make a movie based on other people's work, which is easier than coming up with your own concept, mm-hmm. and make a bundle. Mm-hmm. Make it made it made a great bundle too. Made a fantastic bundle. But this <clears throat> now with a nines version, mm-hmm. do you think it holds up today? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that one wor- that one held up. I was sitting there as I haven't watched it in quite a while. Yeah, me I too. mean, when it it came out, I guarantee you, within the first year, I watched it at least 150 times. Yep, and that's not an exaggeration. No. I I watched it so much it was. I ridiculous. got the VHS on Christmas Day and started watching it. I watched like, it all the fucking all the time. time, all the time. I all loved the, all the time, no doubt. This goddamn. I movie. watched that damn movie all the time. Um, so flash forward to now, I, mean, what, I, I probably haven't seen it in about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, just to be honest. Um, and I sat down and started watching it and it took me less than five minutes. I'm like, you get through the credits and then the action pretty much right starts. Yes. And I'm, I'm in, I'm fucking in. Yes. I mean, it starts off. Uh, one of the uh, ad libs Michael Keaton came up with. It starts off with "I'm Batman." He it was originally supposed to be "I am the Knight," but when he says "I'm Batman," you're just like a kid again. Yep. It, it's it's just it just takes you back. Now, would a would somebody who is like an MCU guy sit down and watch it and and be able to appreciate it as much? I don't know. I think there's a lot more nostalgia. I don't think they're intelligent into enough. It. I don't think they're intelligent enough. Well, there yeah, there's definitely dynamic to this movie that's not there what, in a what lot happened, of the MCU these actors, shit. the actresses did, and what Burton put together. I don't think they're intelligent enough. <laughs> no typical MCU nerd. No, I mean it, there's Michael Keaton's way too masculine. Yeah, I, well, I don't think he was considered to be masculine at the time. I mean, he was way down on the list of people. It was it was definitely Burton that was pushing for Keaton. Uh, they wanted somebody a lot more big, bigger, and and you know they were like, we got to have to have you know some about strong his ass guy. Bruce Wayne in this movie was fantastic. And what they did, I mean, and you know what they did was they built him with the suit. You know, the suit was had the, the chest in it oh, and everything else. So who fantastic. gives a shit what Keaton looked like? Because it was all about the fucking suit. And that was a big shift from earlier Batman versions, the light blue and I mean, the Batman. Well, yeah, suit Christ. They, awesome. I mean, you know, you go in 1980, 1965 or 69, I'm sorry, uh, you know, back to the other, the only other Batman that existed. Yeah. Uh, other than you go all the way back to the original serial serials. Mm-hmm. Um, but even those same outfit, they the yep. same the the outfits that they used in 1934 is the same outfit they used in 1969. Mm-hmm. So you know they were the same basic character. I mean there was a lot more campiness in 69 than there was in 34. Right. But uh, you know then you flash forward to this 
and it's a whole different, whole different ball game. I mean, look at the Batmobile. I mean, it still need the Batmobile in this. This version's awesome still. Yeah, uh, you, you know, obviously it's not a fucking rocket. <laughs> if you sit there and look at it, it's like. Uh, this is not the best design no. for a for no. a car. Like not the car is going to be like twelve feet long, yeah. and you know that it's damn very thing can fly though. But they, matter of fact, they said when they I was reading somewhere when they were building it, like they had the whole thing done, and then they turned around and said, "Where's the door? <laughs> How the hell is he going to get in?" So that's when they came up with that cockpit concept yeah. of of opening up at the top, which is fucking awesome. Awesome, but. but Every awesome. almost every Batmobile since has been based on that concept. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, awesome there, you know, there's definitely a big difference between that. I mean, the one that came in in was more of like a army thing. Yeah, like Batman. a Hummer. Yeah. Um, but I think conceptually, it's still kind of built <sighs> off of this is fucking cool versus the campiness of the 1969 vehicle. Yeah, and it, and it's it's large because you have to have. Room for all the ammunition and the missiles and whatever technology you you pack in there. Well, that's that's one thing that I found that was kind of interesting about this because I guess I didn't think about it at the time. Obviously, I'm now 40 and we're in a different world. Mm-hmm. But um, you said ammunition. That's a that's a, that's something that I you know he would have never used lethal force yet he had rotary guns on the fucking Batmobile. Mm-hmm. So conceptually, it's it's. You know, wouldn't fit with the comic book character, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it fit in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think by the time you get to Schumacher, I think that they've eliminated so much of the violence out of those movies that it's just like, yeah. it's a completely different animal. And the Schumacher fucking films, I don't, I have them on Blu ray because it came with the box the set. Box set, right. Another thing about Batman is the fact that there is no Robin. I think that was very well, jarring as well. Yes, and they originally did have a Robin character in mind. The original script had a, a Robin, um, but they decided to get away from it because they didn't want they they didn't want that storyline to progress. Yeah. They 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 wanted you know they came to it eventually with Schumacher, but you know I think it worked out better because him on a solo mission as Batman is a stronger character yes. than the mentor slash, you know, and, that, and, that, and, and see, that's another thing. Once you get to something like Teen Titans, which I know I was talking about last week mm-hmm. on HBO Max, the, um, not that I'm doing an advertisement for them, the, uh, they have this complex relationship between Dick Grayson mm-hmm. and Batman and Bruce Wayne and, you know, he's so fucking conflicted that he thinks that he would have been better off alone than ever being with Batman. Hmm. So it's a very interesting dynamic to look at when you think about the fact that you have a kid that's lost his parent, and the only way that you figure is a good way to handle that is to take him out to fight crime. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it's kind of just conceptually, it's just fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked up. <laughs> Well, it's probably just an, it's an activity, right? And it's an activity led by an, a, a foster father figure. And it's a more masculine activity. It's just like anything else, like Boy Scouts or joining the military or, or anything else that can focus that, that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that. But his rebellion, I mean, didn't he become Nightwing? Was that, was that Eventually, the yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. And it's, it's more it, of an independent, it's the rebellious independent streak that all you know, boys feel at, at, at some point 
towards their organization, their fathers, there's something that they want to streak out on their own that say, this is who I am. Most people, most, most, most boys, but it's, and it's all, what is an allegory? It's all, it's all, you know, well, he's had different relationships over time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Dick Grayson being the first Robin, they, you know, they had Jason Todd who was a completely different type of Robin, like, a different he was of... he was a uh, you know uh, he was ro- he the reason that he met up with Jason Todd was he was stealing the hubcaps off of the fucking Batmobile. So it was mm-hmm. y- you know a completely different dynamic of how mm-hmm. he raised him and the, re- the the reason that he was so unstable the whole time and then eventually gets killed off by the Joker mm-hmm. in the comics, obviously. And then you know the third Robin, Tim um, Tim Drake. He has a completely different type of relationship with Tim Drake, and then he has a completely different time type of relationship with Damien, which is Damien Wayne, his real son. So it, it, it's like it's interesting when you read through the comics. Not that you know, I, I don't know. There's too much lore. Let's just yes. stick with the fucking yes, movie yes. because we're getting way. We'll go yeah. way way. But I like I like agree with you though. I like the fact that they focused on Batman. So did I. Yeah. For this one, and and you know the two that we like. It's a shame that Robin came in during such a bad with Schumacher. The downs, yeah. the you know the the downward point of this of this series. Something that killed. Well, him they for... they didn't they didn't stick to the fucking formula, man. They made it more campy and more kid like, right? Because they figured they could you know widen the audience by yeah. bringing in more kids. What they real what they didn't realize, and they didn't realize it until two thousand when it was Spider Man, is that you need to sell. To the 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 seventeen to fucking twenty five. That's what you need to sell to, because there's men above twenty five that are still going to buy into it. Mm-hmm. There's kids that are going to look at it and say, "Hey, this is cool." So that PG thirteen is where you're going to get most of it. Now you get to me. I've wanted fucking Deadpool forever. Like mm-hmm. when that finally came out, I'm just like, "This is this is what I've wanted." And I wanted that in Wolverine for years, and they didn't give it to us until they gave us the Old Man Logan story. But it was just... That was the next step for me, was the rated R movie that that had all the language. It's like, Mm -hmm. you have all these bad guys running around, and none of them are going to cuss or... So did you <laughs> like did you like the the Christian Bale Batman series the uh, I uh, did Nolan? I mean I, I liked it a lot yeah. uh, you know I I've, nobody can sit there and say they didn't like the Heath Ledger Joker yeah. I I think anybody I mean, who says that they didn't like it is just being contrarian yes yeah. because I agree. It, it was it was such a goddamn good he stole the show yeah it it was such a good portrayal of a character you can't I don't know how you wouldn't yeah. I agree. Anybody you know, agree. now you can sit there and you can nitpick uh, his uh, uh, Christian Bale with the. <laughs> you know, I mean that came out of fucking eighty nine. Exactly. Eighty nine. He, he, he literally yes. said he's altering his voice so yeah. that he could have that difference, yeah. and they took it to a different direction once they got to um, uh, 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 fucking Ben Affleck. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Ben Affleck, they took it in a different direction where they altered it with a voice synthesizer, which kind of made sense to me, too. But, the you know, I think the Christian Bale thing was like they took 
1989 Batman, and then they kind of, you know, he gruffed it up so much it was like comic, comical. You know, I'm the Batman. It's like, eh. And I I like the grittiness and the realism of the Batman Begins series, the the Christopher Nolan ones. Um, I I think that Batman Begins and Batman... The Dark Knight Rises. I I mean, actually... I like Batman Begins better than the subsequent two movies in that series. Oh, okay. I just, I love Batman Begins. I put it on equal footing with this one. The only problem I have with it is it gets a little slow when they're going through the combat, like him learning from the the League of Shadows and all that stuff. It gets a little slow in that part. But overall, it's a pretty goddamn good movie. And And the concept of giving them, of him like... Uh, we have this vehicle that was supposed to go to the military, but they didn't want to buy it. So, oh, does it come in black? Which is a kind of a funny line, but it's like that giving that concept that this is where the Batmobile came from. This I, I ordered these from China, and I ordered those from uh, Saigon, and I ordered this from there, and, and I put it all together. It's like not only does he have the intelligence to put it together, but he has the, the forethought of not ordering Batman fucking... <laughs> Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> Paraphernalia to hey, send that to Wayne Manor. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who Batman is. So it's like, well, it also gives you the scope, like the thing, like the parade in Bat in, in Batman eighty nine. Yeah, it's a set like the city, right? Yes, and, and it's and it and it and the Batman, the um, the Batwing flies around and and stuff, and and you think, okay, it's a city, but that shot, I think it's in in the Dark Knight, the, the first one, and He's on top of a building, and it just pans around, and you're like, that's a big city. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, that's much bigger. I mean, it, it just doesn't dawn on you. I don't think you could do that it's in 89. Just, right. Like you, the, the, the amount of CGI you would have needed in, it, to do something like that just mm-hmm. didn't exist at the time. But the other thing I didn't like about the, the Christopher Nolan ones is that they, they offloaded, because Batman, Bruce Wayne is a genius. He comes up with all of his own stuff. <laughs> they offloaded that to Fox. Yeah, who, because who was they, the inventor, and I didn't like that because they did that in the comics, and that's I why I don't know. I don't like that. I like the fact that he that Wayne his own he was his own thing. Right, he was you know he didn't need anybody else, you know, and he didn't have any superpowers. He was a self made, you know, especially in in light of the Justice League, right, where they all had superpowers, and he just worked twenty four hours a day, and his intelligence and his effort made him who he was. I agree with that, but I think they had to do that in the Nolan ones because they needed to give him a conscience, and that's really what that role was because mm-hmm. he's like, I can give you this, but it's you have to you have to think about how you're going to use it. And between him and Alfred, those were the two that always kind of was his conscience that kept him on a stable line. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, I think you kind of needed that in the Nolan ones because it was a mu- you know they were even darker than '89. Yep. Because dark, you know, '89 is a dark comedy. You know, Nolan's is just fucking dark. Like it is the Dark Knight it, the whole time, and it's I, like, I love it, but it's a different concept than '89. I liked how '89 was able to successfully blend. Like if you look in the beginning, everyone's wearing like trench coats and suit, and they all look like they're from like the the '50s. But you see taxis yep. like you would in the eighties, and they just 
and the is sort of the, the art deco of the of the architecture and the apartment like inside uh Kim Basinger's character uh her, Vicky Vale Vicky Vale her Vicky apartment Vail. it was all art deco which was very mm. you know popular at that point but then everyone's got he's got the boom Joker's got the boom box yeah. right so they blended the two perfectly yeah yeah the 50s and the 80s they they definitely blended those two together where i think they made everything so dark that the character of the Joker was able to stand out even more because of the color that he brought to it. Yep. You know, his... his Purple. The purple <laughs> and the red and the green and the white. It, I mean, it stands out so much more because of the darkness of everything else that's going on. I liked how he wiped that. his face off and it was the white. Yeah. That was just a, like, like touches like that that made it... Uh, for me, it made it really I cool. read something online about that, and to me, it's the dumbest fucking way to do this. But they essentially, first off, he has he's an, he's allergic to one like one of the grease paints that they use. I'm not sure which one it was, oh. so he had to use a different kind of face paint. So what they did was they put this face paint on, they put all the white face paint on, mm-hmm. and then they put a they put the stuff that he's allergic to on top of that. They had a gel, and then they had that on top of it so that he could wipe it away, and it would show the white underneath. And I'm sitting here like, why the fuck would you go through all that? Why wouldn't you just put the white on the goddamn rag and just wipe, and just wipe it? That's what I thought That they would did. make sense. That's what I thought they did. <laughs> That's what I thought they did. <laughs> they went through it the most complicated way they possibly yeah, could. They did. It made so much more sense to just do that and wipe the white onto them. It's like, yeah. God damn you idiots. idiots. Anyway, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Um, what would you what would you give Batman? Batman 89 to me is it's a 9.5. I it's it's almost a perfect movie in yeah. my opinion. Um There's so much to say why it is a 9.5. You can I mean I, we yeah. could spend the next three hours sitting here yeah. talking about. It. I mean, I had a bunch of clips that you oh. know. That's okay. I don't care. We we talk the entire time, but like I have I have like an hour's worth of fucking clips. It, yeah. it was ridiculous. There there was just there's so much to say. There's so many iconic lines that come out. They like I said the you know I'm Batman. Yeah. You know the devil pale moonlight all fu- that. That I love that yes. fucking line. Yes. I yes. I sat there and said. There are things that I have in my lexicon or whatever the fuck you want to call it. There are things that I say in my regular life that come directly out of this movie. I like the number one guy line. And I like when, I when Joker that. when Joker parodies You're it. I love it. One guy. Oh God. God. Number one I guy. love that fucking thing. <laughs> That's one of the clips. Of course, then he shoots him later. Dude, it, <laughs> or is that? No, I, he says that. No, he says that. He says it to his, Bob. Yeah, yeah, Bob. And then, and then of course, at the end when he's like, Bob. Gun. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, he, he is wonderful. Jack Nicholson, you cannot say enough about Jack Nicholson in this role. I, I, I don't know if he was the best, but he, he, if he was the best person to do it he in 1989. But he was so insane. He's, good. He was just back and forth, yes. and he was able to do both perfectly. And right before we end, I loved how aloof uh, Michael Keaton was as yeah. Bruce Wayne. He wasn't crazy. Yes. Yep. He was aloof. There's one thing, perfect. one thing I will say that it always bothered me, even from the get-go. He fucks Vicky Vale, gets up in the middle of the night, and then hangs upside down like a bat with his arms out at the side. I, 
I never like that. Is that point five? <laughs> <laughs> I never like that, dude. I I always thought that was just a little too campy. Yeah, I get And that. I saw some shit about it where Michael Keaton insisted on putting that in because he thought that it it put him in the mindset of being a you know blah blah blah. And I'm like, ugh, yeah. it was, ugh. <laughs> but other than that, well, you got to give a number, man. Where are you going, Tom? I I agree. I, I give it a nine five. Yeah, I think it's gonna be across the board. I, I give that yeah because I, I it's not you know you can complain about certain things but man it's I like I said I watched it last week or whenever I did again it's great it takes you right back to your childhood it does but 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 then but you have a more again like I said before a more critical eye now yep and even then you're like. <laughs> Damn good movie. It's really good. They did a good job. Well, uh, one of the scenes where they're walking up the stairs in the church, Mm -hmm. they're just walking upstairs in the church. I I read something online where it's like Jack Nicholson's like, why the hell am I walking up all these stairs? They didn't have a, they didn't have an ending. They had no ending. They like changed something about the story. So they didn't really know what they were going to do. So they put all this shit in for just to add time. Because they didn't know how to fucking end it. <laughs> oh. It's just like crazy. And then dropping the bell down. Everything about that. Yeah. The dancing. The you yes. wouldn't you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Every fucking part of that is great. Yeah. You know him. And then they have the 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 karate stuff where they you know obviously didn't go over the top like they do in the Nolan stuff, but it was enough. It was enough where he fights the the kung fu guys and he fights the big fat guys. It's different henchmen and yeah. shit like that. Ah, dude, I just love it. I love this fucking movie. Yeah. Him pulling the goddamn gun out of his pants yep. <laughs> that's like six feet long and then shooting down the oh, fucking yeah. plane. That was great. Every, I mean, yeah. It's so goofy. And then he fucking, and, and at the end, he's still got the gun extended out and he's like threatening her to shoot him. And then she he pushes it up. And then pulls the trigger and the pal comes out. It's like <laughs> it's just so ridiculous, but it's fucking wonderful. It's just it it's Tim Burton pretty much at his best. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, I it's I can't say enough about this movie. I love this fucking movie. I'm gonna go along with you both, you guys. I think it's a nine point five, easy, an easy so. nine point five. You can make an argument that it'd be a ten. I think you could. You I think you can make an argument. Down. This is one of the best movies of all time. Yes. And and well, it's it, a shame. You, the selling, you know, the fact that it was number one for the year is not all. It, it's obvious. Oh, we did do another number one. We did Titanic. Oh, I forgot about that. Titanic. That that was before we were looking at any. Yeah, of that that's in the suppository. That's a great episode too. Well, this is yeah. this is the gift to Paul because he's not going to like. Sci-Fi July. Sci-Fi <laughs> up next, ladies and gentlemen. We have a full plate. We've Are got, we? Yeah, we got Avatar. We've got Starship. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> Keep saying that. It's uh, I, think I it'll, guess this will finish out yeah, June. It'll be. It? It's gonna be. It's gonna be Sci-Fi July. So uh, we have a whole full month of uh, Sci-Fi. And I get to take a week off. That's right, an Avatar. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week with the beginning of Sci-Fi July. <laughs>